You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today, we're going to talk about something kind of strange. You'd think that um, we would not talk or promote this type of action. Um, but it's, it's, it kind of riffs off of something we talked about last week. Last week, I don't know how we even got into that political section of life, but man, does it ever creep in where I don't want it to creep in, which is in my life. Um, okay, passion is passion and it is what it is. <laughs> it's, it's hard because I don't, I, I don't like politics. I don't like them at all. But unfortunately, politics, they sometimes dictate what happens. Um, they sometimes will, it's politics is the reason why we have such a hard time in our lives sometimes. Because it's a bunch of old white men and women who just have no pulse on society. Um that's why you need to vote. So you can vote in the right people that are going to do the best by you and your community and those around you create equanimity and equitability. So anyways, let's not talk about that anymore. What are we (laughs) going to talk about, Vanessa? We're going to talk about something that makes me cackle. Like as you were, like you introduced it and I'm cackling, like, it's like it, it ignites something in me that I really like. Um, we're going to talk about spite Ooh. and the glory side of spite. Yes. Um, I feel like it's uh, one of those things, almost like when I tell people to channel their jealousy, they're like, what are you talking about? Jealousy and envy is like a sin and you're not supposed to do it. I'm like, okay, but it's happening. So why not use it for, right. your, for your own good? Same thing with spite. So we're going to talk about using spite as our springboard. You know, how do we channel that feeling um, so that we can succeed with it? I think we're kind of used to being told not to do that, that we don't do things out of spite, right? I can even, as, as I said those words, I could hear many people telling me that we don't do things out of spite, but those were negative things, right, that you would right. do like hurting other people to spite them and all of that kind of stuff. But to me, um, it's, it's like a, like a rebellion, (laughs) which is another one of my favorite words (laughs) and rebelling against something that invokes that feeling in you in a powerful way versus a destructive way. Um, so that we're, we're not operating from a space of recreating um, and, you know, just kind of doing negative things based on that, that feeling of needing revenge in one way or another, I'm using all these powerful, like villain words, right? Like they're like, well, I don't want to talk about this, right? We're going to be, the- we have to talk about them because they happen y'all. We all want revenge one time or another. We know it right? Don't deny that that is an innate feeling that we, that exists. Do we act on it all the time? Of course not. Because sometimes what we have in mind as revenge is something we should not do, (laughs) but we can channel it. You know, any, any person who, um, works in magic of any kind will tell you not to do things out of anger, but to channel your anger as power and to use that powerful energy to amplify whatever it is that you're trying to do. And that is essentially what we're going to talk about today, how we can do that. Some certain 
instances of it. Um, and, you know, just ways that this can show up in our lives and become a superpower of ours versus something that we try to um, dissipate. Yeah. So the true definition of spite is a desire to hurt, annoy, or offend someone. And of course, we, you know, here's the thing. We all want everything to be sunshine, roses, rainbows, unicorns. I do. It's, it is my euphoria. I really seek to find that space, but we are 3D humans. We have our shadow selves. We have our light selves. We have different facets of who we are, different facets of how we operate. Our brains operate in a whole different dimension. And when we come right down to it, there's never going to be a moment unless you're a monk that you have, don't have some sort of feeling of anger or resentment or spite or wanting revenge. I mean, I, for so long, a lot of my, as a kid, because I used to be bullied, I used to be bullied. I, you know, I was not, I mean, looking back, I look at myself and I'm like, why did they bully me? I really wasn't that fat, but okay. (laughs) But in my mind, I would create all of these revenge stories of like, like becoming the most, you know, like the black swan becomes the white swan and is gorgeous and beautiful. And, you know, I always had those stories as a kid in my mind of, of being loved and popular with another group of people so that they would see that, oh, I am lovable. I am, I am friendly. I am a good person to have in your, your, your friend group. And like, I would have all these stories in my head because I was just wanting spiteful. Now that was my very immature, spiteful type of like energy, but, you know, but on, on the outside of it, looking back, it, I, I see how that's framed a lot of like when I'm feeling held back or I'm feeling people are making fun or I feel like people are disrespecting me. Um, that's my, my spitefulness has gotten a little bit more edgy as an adult, but I still, <laughs> it's fueled my reactions into having a much more intense reaction to mm-hmm. a moment where it could have been, haha, let's have fun where I get mad and I tell people to fuck off and I'm like, and I get angry because I'm like, how dare you make fun of me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so it creates bigger senses of spite. Now, this is a very vanilla moment. And, you know, as far as an example, but it's just, I think we're always told to not do things out of spite, but then we're never told, well, what do I do with the spite that I hold inside my heart? Yeah because I still feel it Mm -hmm. telling me not to do it doesn't solve the issue in my heart. It just basically says you have no power here because you feel spiteful and you have no, you have no power. Right. And you should also be very ashamed. Right. Of feeling (laughs) spiteful. Even though that person (laughs) totally hurt you or did something to you that was very offensive and very hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yet, but you're supposed to be able to suck it up and move forward and whatever without being taught how to as a kid. Right. We don't mm-hmm. know. We have all these big emotions. And all of a sudden you're telling me that spite is wrong, but yet that lives in my heart all day because I get <laughs> I get made fun of, but yet I'm I'm the wrong one here. Right. Yes. What? Exactly. How how was how is that okay? Yeah. So God, that was so. I hope everybody who's listening heard that. (laughs) And if you didn't hear it, like the way that I just heard it, rewind it and hear that again, because think that is what our little brains are doing. How am I? So I'm the wrong one because I want to get back at these people, but they're doing something to me that they should not be doing. So what am I supposed to do instead? (laughs) Huh? besides not feel this way, which is clearly not happening. I I do feel this way. I feel, so you, you start to feel like you have to take it. Yep. Yep. Because there's nothing else you can do. And that resentment gets a little edgy. 
Yeah. When you get to an adult and you, you still stuff it because you're not supposed to be spiteful. Yeah. So what can we do? First of all, I, I put it to you, Vanessa, because I, I would, how would you, how would you, what would you recommend like a parent to do if their child is being spiteful? Like what, what do we do with that? What do we, how do we say, how do we allow them to feel the spite, but allow them to understand that it's okay to feel that way because their feelings are hurt and they, something happened to them. But at the same time, we don't want to perpetuate the hurtfulness and, and back at the person, like, what would you tell them to do with that? Like, I truly am interested because I'm like, how do you tell children not to be spiteful? Like, I don't want to do that because it's how they feel. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, if we could, if we could teach kids at an early age, what it is that we're talking about right now, then like, they're going to have easier lives. Okay. So first of all, is the not the not invalidating, right? Like, and being able to say it is okay to be mad as hell. It is okay to, in your mind, want something to happen to that person because you're feeling like that's fair, right? That if you do it to me, I do it to you. And then we're even right. Like very simplistic. That's how kids think. But what we can do is, you know, talk the same way that we do as adults, reframing that person is having an experience that is separate from you and what they are doing is not about you. What can you do to make yourself feel proud of your action, despite what they've done? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, when we talk about bullying, there's a whole bunch of stuff that kids don't have control over. And that's the sad part, right? So we can say, don't hit back. But if the teachers are not intervening, your kid's probably going to hit back. And I'm going to be hundred percent honest here. If my kid was getting picked on on a regular basis and somebody hit her and she hit back, I would not punish her. Yeah. I wouldn't because I feel like in some instances when you don't have control, you know, you do have to kind of do that when you're small and you're going to get hurt and things like that. Like when it comes to that physical violence, but when it's just emotional violence, you know, I try to have that talk with my kid, like of the, you know, like separating this person from us. These are not the kinds of people that we want to surround ourselves with and what we can do is instead of feeling like we have to do something to those people, we can channel it differently. What can we do that to get rid of that feeling in our bodies, first of all? So we scream into pillows, we hit pillows, we, you know, like we do stuff like that to get the physical energy out. She's six. She, you know, <laughs> she can't sit like I can and kind of meditate on it and do all that kind of stuff. She needs to get that out of her body, run around doing stuff like that. And, you know, really getting into, into the headspace of, well, what do you want? Let's do something that makes you feel good about you. Right. And when you built that foundation with a child, you know, it does allow them to kind of separate a little bit from other people. You know, I mean, it's when you're a kid, it's hard because you're so sensitive. The world is new to you every single day. Every experience is new. You're building, you know, where it's different when you're an adult, you know, you come across somebody who's being a real asshole to you. You're kind of like, it's easier to reframe it, you know, uh, versus if it's the first asshole you've come across when you're six, (laughs) you're like, Oh, identity crisis type type situation. Like, what is this whole thing? Um, but I mean, it is different for kids. And if we can just teach them that separation early, then I think that that, that makes it easier that, that emotional separation, allowing that person, Hey, I don't know what, what's wrong with that person today, but that wasn't about you. That person is having, you know, some other experience that has nothing to do with you. You don't have to like it and you don't have to take it. You, we can talk about it. You can tell me how upset you are. You can tell me, you know, you can use words that you wouldn't normally use (laughs) with me to get that frustration out, but then we turn it into an action that can, um, build character truly. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the best that we can do for young children. Um, and and then older children, you know, that have a little bit more control over stuff that they're doing. A lot of kids will put it into sports or their art, 
or, you know, whatever it is that they, their outlet, you know, smaller kids don't quite get an outlet yet, but older kids might have that, that outlet, right? So like, take that, take that feeling that you have of wanting to get back at that person and transmute it into something that puts your energy passionately elsewhere, right? Because you're going to trick yourself into feeling good. And that's kind of the, 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 the transmutation that we're trying to do is just take that from negative and turn it into something that, you know, you can feel proud of. Yeah. To, to create a feeling of like, I, I, you know, acceptance around feeling spite and why you feel that way. And then redirecting it to a positive thing that makes you feel empowered or the person, child, whomever feel empowered about yeah. what their action was, because I think sometimes when we perpetuate spite, even as adults, there is a bit of guilt that comes with it when we're reacting in the same type of energy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to hurt others inanely, but sometimes spite kind of that red phase kind of just takes descends over us. And we do something that we may not usually do because it's not within our character. That's why when people... <laughs> That's why when people go on a ramp, murderous rampage, they're like, but that person was never like that. That person was so out, of, it's so out of character. Well, it's probably out of character because no one allowed them to feel that way to begin with. And mm-hmm. so they had to stuff it down and pent it up, uh, yeah. you know, that, which caused mass shootings, which caused like, this mm-hmm. is, you know, these are nine times out of 10, the people that commit these acts. Now, some people are just in their mind, like a little bit, I don't want to say use the word crazy, but their, their thought processes are a little Mm -hmm. and they're a little bit not normal. And I agree that there are some people out there that are born that way, but for the most part, a lot of people that do these acts of violence in a very grand way are people who are hurting people who are not heard, people who don't have been, you know, stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. And they pick targets who either have hurt them or they pick the, 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 the target as a, as a whole, like, like they, they're not specific, but Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like if, if your mother, if their mother was, so they'll pick females. Mm-hmm. If, if it was, you know, they were shut, you know, they, if their national is Asian, like they'll pick Asian females because they were, you know, whoever they have the most aggression towards is the people they're going to target, whatever represents that. Um, and you're like, okay, so yeah. Okay. We listen to people, allow people to feel spite and that'll solve shootings. Maybe mm-hmm. in some way. It's Maybe. Better, <laughs> better than ignoring them and feel, yeah. making them feel invalidated and telling them that they're wrong for how that they feel. Because you, I mean, you're right. Those big acts are giant acts of spite, giant negative acts of spite. I will get all of you for what has happened to me. Right. It's very rarely like this seems fun. <laughs> right. And, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is people being fed up with whatever it is that they don't feel like has been, um, you know, cared about in them. And that is, that is what that spite, right? Like wanting to hurt somebody, wanting to, you know, in return, that revenge of some sort. And when we're able to feel it, and have it be validated and say, yeah, you know, it's kind of like what we talked about during that forgiveness talk of you don't have to say that you forgive somebody. Some people do things to you that are unforgivable and I hear you and I hear that you want to get back at them. And we teach them that what you do when you get back at somebody makes you feel not good, right? That it doesn't even things out that it doesn't actually change, you know, like I can remember being a little kid and and not a little kid, I was a little bit older, but when I learned the idea of like not being a vigilante, right? Like people deserving it, right? Like I would hear that a lot, like the people get what they deserve or they got what they deserved 
or they'll be taught. They'll never do that again, right? Like if somebody gets punched in the mouth, they'll never do that again. Like chances are they probably will. Like, to be honest, like you didn't teach them a a life lesson by punching them in the mouth, (laughs) right? You taught them something about you in that moment, right? And that's how that's going to be seen as you being an aggressor. It's not going to be seen as me being, you know, the aggressor. I, I didn't do it. I said something, you punched me in the mouth. You didn't teach me a lesson at all because you were triggered by what I said, I'm not responsible for your action of spite. Yeah. Right. And so like there, there's that whole change of thought, even with how we teach kids, the eye for an eye, you know, kind of, of thing of like, well, what, what's really going to happen when you do that? What are the repercussions for you? Because then you're turning that spite on yourself as well. You're not just getting back at somebody. You're also punishing yourself. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to have that feeling on top of feeling wronged. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so, and, and this has so many tentacles of, we could talk about it forever, but <laughs> it really does. Uh-huh. Because if you think about it, like, you know, those who parent of an old style, meaning like kids, boys who cry. I'll give you something to cry about. Like that was like the mantra for my older brother throughout his whole childhood. Like I could see my stepfather saying that to him constantly. And why are you crying after he would like threaten to beat him up? Like my, my stepfather would threaten him and then he would cry because he was afraid. I'll give you something to cry. Like, the kids are something to cry about dude yeah (laughs) you're gonna hurt me and i'm a child and i don't want to be hurt and so therefore i'm gonna be afraid of you yeah like yeah like i you know and and i so many tentacles (laughs) so many so many it's very deeply ingrained it's 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 pro it's generations deep programming to be honest and it's very difficult because we we're trying to do it you know, bit by bit. And there are people who aren't trying to do it at all. <laughs> right. Cause they're not in that space yet of feeling like that works. Right. There are still some places in our country where that kind of doesn't work. Right. Because of the culture of that area is violent or the culture of that area is, you know, not very touchy feely at all. And so you are going to have to be confrontational to survive. Yeah. Right. Like that does exist. But what we're talking about here is like the bigger picture, you know, of like, let's see some end game here before action. Let's take that, that pause and be like, I'm sitting in spite, man. I cannot wait (laughs) to do something. I need to take some action to release this feeling inside of me to make me right again. Right. Because now I have a whole lot of wrong sitting in here a whole lot of not okay sitting in here and I need some okay feels like it needs to be evened out. Yep. Yep. You You need to bring in, you need to release that energy and allow the normal homeostasis energy that you exist inside you to kind of come back to take over that fugue state, that state of like rage and anger Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and there are ways to channel it. I mean, that's, that's where some people go to the gym. And they like, or if they're boxers, they go and they beat the shit out of that box, that bag. And like, you know, but then you get artists who will just, just aggressively make paintings that are just of feelings and, you know, that sometimes be the most beautiful Mm -hmm. works of art that you ever could like see. And you're like, oh, I feel it. I feel the energy you're pouring that emotion into a container so that you no longer need to have it exist inside you. Right. Right. And, and what I, you know, one of the things that I love to do when I'm feeling spiteful and feeling angry is like do a lot of primal screaming and like, there you I go. Get mad and I do, and I, I will crank up my, I will put on like super heavy metal, like metal that, music that just like is just aggressive and like oh and I feel it and if I scream and just like sing the words and I'm just like it's like me just 
It's me releasing. It's me getting that level of aggression and allowing it to exist, but allowing it to leave my physical body because I can't, I don't have other ways of doing it other than that because music's a vibration and heavy metal vibration music is very like frenetic and it'll help you. And it helps move my energy through like that, that angsty energy through. And then when I'm done, I'm like, okay. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. therapy by music. And that's, well, and the screaming is energy leaving your body, right? Like we can, it can go in so many different ways. And that's, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I think, um, do that in ways, but without, without the intention. So they don't get the full effect of it. Right. When you do it with that intention, you do sit afterwards and be like, okay, so I got all the, the, the tingly energy, right? Like the tingly zapping energy. We, 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 we did that. next layer I, I'm ready to handle it because I I got the like immediate needs to be done done <laughs> right that like that hit back yeah energy the hit yeah. back energy yep transmuting that love that a lot of people like I said a lot of people do it I have clients that are like yeah I just put on you know screen music and like whoa, whoa, whoa. but then I'm like well what do you do though like well yeah I just feel it I'm like okay but like do you let it go (laughs) or do you just like for days still carry it? Because when you do it with the intention of letting go, you will (laughs) like do that in a shorter period of time. But if you're only doing it as validation, right? Like as of of just being in the same energy of how you feel, then we don't let it go. We, we still, it takes a little bit longer because we're holding on to it. But when we do that with the intention of like right now, you got to go because I don't want to take actions that are going to hurt me. So I need to take something, get that first part out. All right. Like you said, go hit the heavy bag a couple times, a few times. However, until you punch yourself out, (laughs) you're tired, you're sweating. You're like, all right, next level. (laughs) Okay. So here's, here's something I think we miss on the other end of doing that when we are like, we've let it out, we feel like we've just, oh, that's when you need to go to something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. When you feel, you can even still feel, feel a little bit of the spite, you, but you know, it's dissipating. You know, you're releasing it. You know, you've channeled it in, in a way, you know, what, you know, you have to go and connect with something that you love. You have to, when you release something, if you don't backfill with something bright and loving and, and high vibrational, you're, you're creating a vacuum to allow that spike to still sit in your heart. Absolutely. And so when we, when we do all that releasing and we're, oh, okay, we take a minute, you know, do what soothes you have a cup of tea, like listen to some different music or spend some time with a a four-legged animal that you love or your children or sit in a space of just acceptance of what you're feeling, but yet bring in the kindness and the empathy and the compassion to backfill it. Because it is important to make sure that we are releasing an emotion, but creating a new level of higher vibrational emotion, because then can you take that raw emotion and you, you seem to not so much have control of it, but you have respect for it. Mm -hmm. There's something, there's some other way that I want of dealing with that type of emotion that I want to touch upon. And that is how to take change your circumstances. Maybe you're angry at your circumstances in life. And this is something that, you know, when, when I talk a lot about body issues or, 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 you know, we, we live in a society that thinks we need to be, you know, the size of a 10 year old for the rest of our lives and no bigger than that. And when, you know, a lot of people use rejection and anger and spite to start a gym routine, to start eating better. 
I caution you when you're using it towards yourself, because it's more self-punishment than anything. Mm-hmm. You're punishing a part of yourself. So I don't suggest that however, if you're feeling, however you're feeling about your body, that you do any changes about it using that platform of spite. I don't recommend it at all because it's non-sustainable. Spite is, is ever fleeting and non-sustainable. However, if you're in the circumstances in your life that you're like, you feel held down, you feel like held back because of where you live or how you live or the lack of money in your family, you know, it's, it's, it's a different energy than spite, but spite will, could start to catapult you into feeling determined, allowing spite to be like, I, I, you know, I don't want to live in this life. I don't want to, I don't want to live this way. I want something better for me. I want something better for my family. I want, and that anger will begin to open your horizons of what do I got to do to get the fuck out? Like mm-hmm. you can blame the situation on whomever or whatever and be angry about it. Or you can channel that spite into finding ways to get out. And mm-hmm. then once you find ways and, or you discover something that you want to try, you try it. And, and the success of it is what's going to build within you determination. Exactly. So when spite is ever fleeting, when it goes away, when, it, when you, you start to feel it less and, and it's not driving you, that determination that you're finding in the success of what you're doing is what is going to catapult you farther on your journey. This is where we can use the idea of spite and anger of, of what your situation is, what your circumstances are. You know, you, you have a choice in that moment you prove the people right that you can't make it out because you're, you're playing the victim, which is, which is not invalid. I'm not invalidating that. That's your choice. If you, that's where you want to stay, that's your, then, then, then that's true. You are being held down and people are preventing you. But if you decide you're going to take that anger, that spite, that, that just rage at where you're at and, and look to see how can I make it out? How can I get out of this situation? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And then you begin to create success around that action because you've decided to take action. That'll begin to kind of slowly shift into the sense of like, I'm doing it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm moving forward and I'm going to get this. This is going to be amazing. And, you know, and then it'll fuel, it, it shifts into that fuel of determination, positivity, success. That's, the only place where I feel the alchemy of spite can shift into something positive. Is- well, that's what all of this is about is, and that's why we, we, at the beginning said springboard, right? Like when you go to do a dive, you leave the springboard, right? Like you don't just keep jumping on it <laughs> just here. Just Maybe fun. Like, yeah. Right. Like this is where I'm going to get all my points. No, you use it to catapult you so that you can do your little tricks and, you know, land in the water with less splash and get, you know, your, your accolades. Right. But the whole, everything after that was because of that springboard, because that was what you needed to get the height. Right. Yeah. Like you just said, Hey, this, this thing is here. I'm going to use it to get the height because it's here. Yeah. Right. If it's not there, then I don't, you know, like, Hey, whatever, I'll, I'll be determined one way or another, but it's, it is that idea of like, don't skip that part. Right. Because I think we have a tendency to skip that or to try to skip that part. And it is hard to find that motivation when you're angry. So you're trying to not be angry. You're trying to not feel spite. You're trying not to feel revenge. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just gonna. And it's like, no, you're not just gonna, you need to, you need to know that you feel that, but if you can channel it, it's not going to be there forever. It won't unless you want it to be. And that becomes a choice, right? Like that's, that's, but this whole process we're talking about is intentionality of using your spite as a springboard. And that means that your intentionality also is to leave the springboard, (laughs) right? And to be able to say like, all right, this is, this is motivating me because I'm going to, I'm going to do it in the face of everybody, right? Like, 
fuck all of you. You'll, you'll see, right? Like that's, I, I feel like that's the word that the, the phrase that comes into my mind when I start to work with my spite, like you'll see, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to show you right now, but you're going to see eventually that you're wrong. And that's all I need to know because it's going to make my life better. I'm not even going to care about you once I get there, because it is going to be all about me. It all needs to be about me. But right now in this moment, the next step I take is because I have to use that word or that phrase that says, you'll see. All right. That's going to be the best revenge ever is that you don't control me, right? That you will, that I will not let this define me. And, you know, then eventually pretty soon it dissipates because I'm like, oh, well, this is way more fun. Like I'm doing great. Like, yeah, I'm in it. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, you know, like, and then you just let it go. And sometimes, sometimes it has happened in my life. I have thanked somebody for being an absolute terror in my life, not to their face, because I'm not going to give that satisfaction, but in my head, like if it were not for that person, yeah, it would have taken me a longer time to find that springboard. So, ha. And it gives you a little bit of that satisfaction of like, wow, you thought you were going to ruin me and you actually helped me. Wouldn't you like to hear that? Right. And that's being honest. We like to pretend that those parts of us don't exist. And that's when we deny our shadow, man. That's, that's that part of my shadow. I love that part of my shadow. I have done many things in my life because I needed to find that spike gear and be like, hmm. And every now and then have the little hmm. <laughs> yep. it me going and it's okay. And I'm not wrong. And you're not wrong. If you feel it too, it just matters of when we behave our behavior. If I feel like I have to call somebody and say, ha ha, look at me now. Well, now I've taken it too far. Right. Like, now I'm still making it about them. Right. And let me so this angels showing me this picture and they're like, you need to speak about this. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So they're also warning you against when you get to that point where you feel like you're becoming successful, or maybe you feel like you're not, maybe you feel like you're still working a dead end fucking job and you're still stuck in the cycle. Maybe you thought, I'm going to make it out and you're trying to use this as a springboard and you're, but you feel still stuck. I caution you to redefine success Mm. or to discover what you feel is successful. Yes. Because, and to be very clear after the spite, after while working with spite, be very clear of what your intentions are. Yes. If your intentions is into a month, make a million dollars. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're realistic. You're unrealistic. You're giving yourself unrealistic expectations. What it is, what do you want to feel? What is it? Do you want to feel like you've done? What is it? Achieve a higher paying job or work at a job that you feel you can get raises at or grow with. Is it that you want to be able to pay your family's bills, your light bill, your, your gas bill, like all of it? What is it that you're seeking? What is it? If it's quick fame and money, then that's not generally going to happen unless you have a hot commodity that everybody's asking for. Like, you know, that you get three, say you're, you know, you get people who want what you have to offer. You only do that by believing in yourself. That isn't, you know, I, I they keep bringing in Jay-Z. Like he didn't make that. it out the hood <laughs> in a month. It took time. Yeah. It took process. Yeah, he was a drug dealer, sure. But it it was his determination in that moment. And do I, I don't condone drug dealing, but do I see his desperation? And why he did it, you better believe it. Mm -hmm. That was his desperation in that moment. It was his only way out, he felt. But Mm -hmm. he played a game that could end up getting him killed. Yeah. So that was his risk. I'm not condoning this. And I understand that. But (laughs) if you see that there's a way, grants, 
type of scholarships, type of education, like any type of something that will help you get to where you want to be. It's not an easy process, nor is it for the faint of heart. So if you're looking for a quick fix or an instant gratification, you're using your spite a little bit to hurt yourself, to punish yourself for being in the situation. Well, it's not being able to sit in the emotion, right? When we're looking for a quick fix is because we don't want to sit in the emotion at all, right? right? Like I'm done with this. I don't want to be in it. It needs to go away as quickly as possible. Some of that being the society that we are in of instant gratification, Um, And then others of it, because it's an uncomfortable thing, right? Like, I don't want to feel, I don't like feeling angry at like, I, I mean, when I start to feel it, I'm like, no, you know, like I I almost get whiny of like, I don't want it. Like, it's so uncomfortable. You know, I want it to go away pretty quickly, you know, but I also know that I have to sit with it and figure out where it came from. And that's, you know, when that's very important, what you're saying of like, well, what's going on with this spite? Where did it even come from? Yeah. Right. So in order to feel spite and want revenge, a button was pushed, right? I can't get angry if you haven't pushed a button, right? You say something to me that has nothing to do with me. I don't feel angry. You haven't pushed a button. I I don't, I'm not internalizing it because it doesn't feel like me. But if I start to get angry and start to feel spiteful, you have touched on a nerve (laughs) and I need to find that nerve. But that feeling is what we're looking for, right? So we want to feel the opposite of that feeling, right? Like feeling disadvantaged or feeling like somebody is in, you know, making us small, you know, we sit in that emotion and go, well, why was it so easy to make me feel small? Yeah. Huh. I must have felt something in order for that trigger to even exist. What do I want to feel instead? I don't want to feel small. I want to feel important to myself, or I want to feel valued or whatever, you know, exploring that whole thing, because that's the, that's where you want your springboard to lead you to. So when we talk about success, right? Like if, if I decide like, well, I'm going to be successful because I'm, I'm feeling spiteful about what happened. Well, what, what probably happened? Somebody invalidated my skills or somebody invalidated my, my performance at something. Well, they wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have it a nerve, an exposed nerve for them to touch. So when I think of that success, what am I really trying to get at with that success? What am I really trying to validate my skills or my performance? You know, so how, how can I get at feeling my skills and my performance are of value? What steps do I need to take in order to erase that button from being able to be pushed and create the anger and spite? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And so that's where it leads us to, that's the only way we can get over it. right? Is if we're able, if we're very clear on like, well, what's going to, what's going to take that away? How do I get rid of that? I don't want to be easily triggered to feel this way. Why was I easily triggered to feel that way? Yeah. And, you know, as you go along, truly, I mean, it's natural. We cannot deny that we're going to, that we're going to have those feelings of, I told you so we are. Because somebody that's the per that's the person that triggered it. Our brains can't just let go. It exists in our brain. We are going to have that. So allow yourself to sit with it and be like, yeah, they were wrong. Maybe at the time I felt like they were a little right. And that's why I got mad. <laughs> but right? I have proved to myself that it is not right. Exactly. Exactly. I love working with spite. I do. Yeah. Well, I love the idea that it's like to have acceptance around feeling it like, you know, rather than it being such a shameful thing to feel. It's like, I, I, I'm still a child at heart. You know, I still feel spite when somebody hurts my feelings and I get mad and want to take my toy out of the sandbox and run away. You know, I, I, we're all human. It's the part parts of us that, you know, this is, where we learn those parts that everybody tells us is wrong and 
the shadow, that's why shadow work is so important is because you get to make friends with all your feelings that are hiding out in the shadows because they were said that they couldn't play, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you, and then they become less and less charged yeah. and then they become less and less a hot button issue for you. The more mm-hmm. we make friends with, with the feelings that we're told we shouldn't feel, mm-hmm. the more we make friends with ourselves, the more we make friends with the parts of us that are hurt still. And then we realize, oh, and we can begin the repair process and, and, and loving that parts of ourselves that have been hurt and, and kind of giving it kindness and acceptance and a place at the table. And for it to feel like, oh, I can come back online. I, I could come play. Really? Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it, it's I'm like just here to tell you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the goth kid being invited to the table of, you know, what, of, of like, you know, it's like, yeah, of course you are. You're, you're part of me. You're part of who we are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. right. That's you're a- here to tell me something. All of our feelings are here to tell us something. And the more we ignore them, the harder they, they harder they have to fight and the stronger they come out. Right. Cause they've been struggling to get out. If yeah. we can learn to embrace our jealousy, that's, I, I come back to that because for the longest time, that was one of the emotions I wouldn't allow myself to feel because I felt like it was so super wrong and like, you shouldn't compare and you shouldn't, you know, like I was just like stuffing that down until I was like, well, it's going to keep happening. And I don't like the way that I'm handling this. What can I do instead? And it was like, just listen, just listen to what jealousy has to say (laughs) instead of telling it to shut up and that it's wrong. What is it trying to say? You want to feel like that person. That's all my jealousy is telling me every time you see something that you want because you want to feel the way that that thing you think is going to make you feel or that person or being that person or whatever, that life, that car, that face, that whatever, like you just want to feel that emotion. There are multiple ways to feel that emotion. So when I hit jealousy, when I see something and I'm like, oh man, I kind of, you know, sit with it and be like, well, do I actually want that? Or, or is there some feeling attached to that, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm experiencing? I don't want a fancy car, but maybe I want the, the, the knowledge that my car is not going to break down and is well-made, you know, and that's what I'm really jealous about because I don't care about the flashiness or whatever, you know, whatever it is sit with it hear it hear all the stories it has to tell and all the things and just by listening you'll find that your heart lightens just a little bit because it's been holding on to a lot of shit for a long time yeah my goodness and and then that's that's it's called soul retrieval is what this essentially is and because when we fracture parts of ourselves that we reject i.e emotions thoughts um we begin to fracture parts of our soul off. And this is how we retrieve it as we allow ourselves to feel emotions, do our best to channel them in positive ways or in ways that are positive to us. It doesn't have to be positive to the world, but at least it's not damaging to us or another being because we don't want to hurt another being. Yeah. You know, as long as we're protecting our sanctity, then that's, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you, we've given you the freedom to feel your spite, to channel it in a way that feels true to you. If you need help, if you need us to assist, we're always here to help you with that. You know, um, I love doing it. So bring it. Yes. <laughs> and you yes, know, sir. I'm going to champion your spite. Yep. <laughs> she is going to be its cheerleader because that's what she does so well. Um, just, um, just a kind of a quick announcement. So on February 26th and 7th, I will be teaching with, um, Phoenix rising star. Uh, we're teaching the healing angel protocol, which is what I do, which is how I channel, which is how I heal, how I get offer healings. We will be doing level one, just level one. And we, but we'll also be doing the healing angel protocol for your pets. For those of you who have pets, Maybe you want to connect with them deeper, be able to hear what they have to say, be able to kind of get a sense of um, 
or any animals, not just your pets, but any animals, um, hear what they're sensing, they're feeling, they're needing from you, whatever, you know, it's a great thing. It's a great add-on course. You're, the cost for level one is $4.97, but you're getting the animals module for free. So it's a really great deal. It's probably one of the last times Phoenix and I teach together. Um, I don't know that that's for sure, but it feels like it's one of those moments where it's like, dude, this is amazing. You get both of us, the creator of the Healing Angel Protocol and one of her team leaders to help you learn how to open yourself to your messages, your intuition, connecting with the angels and the world and, and around you and your guides and plants and animals and minerals and the environment itself. So it's going to be a fun time. We always have a lot of fun. It's going to be four hours on a Saturday and four hours on a Sunday. So not too, too long. Mm -hmm. Um, Please contact me at amyhedman at gmail.com. If you want to attend, I will get you a link. I will, um, I will send you to where you go to register. If you have any questions, please reach out shoot me an email either on the Freud's angels at Gmail or Amy Hedman at Gmail, um, whichever one you want to, we'd be happy to answer questions. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have a great deal of fun. There are limited spots though, right? Yeah, yeah. we, we are, we are limiting. However, how many we bring on. So register quickly. Mm-hmm. It's by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be that week of, so yeah. Get your, get your, uh, hopefully there'll be some opening. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as we record earlier than when the, the weeks that we, we, we put this out there, it was hard to record it on the week that I didn't know the details of it. So, right. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> I can re- talk that. I'm like, okay, but it could be for future too. I mean, who knows? And, uh, so yeah. So if you want to join us, it's really exciting. We have a lot of fun. We laugh, we learn we open up, we heal, we do the things that, that are amazing, that help us kind of push us through life and create a better life, create a more lucrative life, create a happier life. It's just, it's an amazing thing. So if you're interested, send me an email either at Freud's angels or at amyhedman at gmail.com. And otherwise we will talk to you next week. Yay. Love y'all. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.